Good morning, Irvine. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sports Matters on this nice foggy morning here in Irvine. And uh, I'm Kevin Drake, and we have Matt Burtz. Good morning, everyone. Oh, what a day! I tell you, oh, it's a, it's unbelievably foggy. I, I could you can't uh, the visibility is only a quarter of a mile coming up here. It's less for me, man. I was, I had a tough time getting here this morning. I had to like go real slow. Yeah, like, as if I'm driving in snow. <laughs> Reminds me of being back in the Midwest, but I'm so glad I'm out here. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, we got a lot on our plate today. There's going to be a lot of NCAA talk today. Obviously, you know, the the big dance is just about filled out. I noticed a few games tonight. My favorite time of the year. It's, My it's, favorite time of the year. I, mine too. Mine too. We'll kind of put the NBA on hold right now because, you know, they're on their home stretch right now. And this is the playoffs. This is... Playoffs? Playoffs. We got the NIT. We got the NCAA. I mean, there's so many great tournaments. But first thing, there was a huge upset this weekend, and it wasn't even basketball. Can you guess what it is, Matt? I'm guessing volleyball. We got a pretty good volleyball team, right? We have a great volleyball team. The men's volleyball team went to Ohio State, the number one team in the nation. They are 19-0. They have won 46 straight matches. UCI goes in there and wins three straight set matches I to defeat it. the number one team in the nation. How about that? Ooh. <laughs> so good for the men's volleyball. And just real quick down on the list here, I tell you, there's been a lot of winning going on here at the university here at uh, Irvine. Most notably, the women's water polo team defeated Hawaii 8-7. to That's always great when you beat your uh, Big West Conference opponents. They've won now five in a row. The women's track and field team won six events over the weekend. Wow. I know. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so much sports going on. Obviously, we just touched on the men's volleyball upset, but there was another upset. Well, we need to give a shout-out to Tamir Hiroshenko. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Volleyball player did an amazing job in the game against Ohio State. Congratulations to everyone on the team, but good job. I guess I was reading he had a good game. He had a great game. He had a great he game. He had a great game. So, yeah. Go UCI. Anteaters. Anteaters bite, okay? And then the men's baseball team, which I know you love baseball. I do. They upset the number one team in the country, TCU. TCU? Wow. Yes. Good for them. This UCI baseball team has been historically a pretty good program over the past couple of years. Their coach has is a, does a really good job with them, that's for sure. And it's, uh, the future looks bright for UCI sports, that's for sure. Oh, I tell you, I mean, it's just this is a great time of the year, like you said, you know, with the NCAA tournament, the NIT tournament, you know, and then all the other sports that are coming together, baseball starting up and, you know, track and field, one of my favorites. Um, but real quick, I just want to give it a quick shout out to my friend Armin Altababa, who's a big uh, Juventus fan, and there's a big game at Champions 11:30. League. This is the Euro ah. Champions League. I just have to give a shout yeah. out to him. But let's give a shout out to the two grandmas that are always tuning in every I week. I love my grandmas. Uh, we, Thank you. <laughs> we certainly appreciate your feedback, and we're hoping you're going to enjoy this show because this is a special NCAA tournament special show. Mm-hmm. I said special twice because there's two tournaments, NIT, NCAA. But first, how did the UCI men's do over the weekend in Anaheim? Three straight nights. <sighs> two nights. Very good. Very good. I mean, you move past Long Beach State, which we – we kind of went into like, all right, well, we got to beat Long Beach State, and we always we went into the saying, something wild always happens, right? 
and well, something wild did happen. The fact that UCI didn't lose this game, more of UCI Davis had the better game on that night. They played better defense. They got the ball to the hole. They got more free throws, a substantial amount of, of three throws. It wasn't a big uh, disparaging stats difference other than the free throw stats. Right. So it was the same amount of three points made. They had a little bit higher percentage in that, but it was because they shot one less three than us. And then you look on the on the flip side, their shooting percentage, they were both in the 30s. So it was not very – they were not making shots, either team. Right. You know, And after – this is the third straight game and the third straight night. Tired. So, you know, you, you know, the scoring goes down a little bit. So it's more of an uglier, you know, you know, fought, hard-fought, you know, defensive battle. Yeah, and it was a tough game for Jared Martin specifically. Um, I know he had some issues. He only scored three points the entire game. And uh, on the flip side, Lamar – on UC Davis, I think I got his name right. Is it Lamar? Uh, number, the senior. Yeah, Lamar, number double zero, had an unbelievable game. And that's what it kind of comes down to in a kind of grinded out kind of game. Lamar had an unbelievable game, and I think that was the big difference for them. I mean, you look at Luke Nelson having a good game, and it was kind of the battle between the two senior point guards. Absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't pull it out, but you know what? I like where this UCI team's headed. Let's let's not you know get bogged down with this loss, because the future is looking bright in terms Absolutely. of recruiting and the, the amount of freshmen that they have this year that have came in and played big minutes and did a good job. I mean, let's just use this as a learning experience and move forward because this is a good UCI program. It's also inspiring, you know, the, the way the three seniors really carried this team and really, you know, kind of passed a torch to the freshmen to say this is how it's done. They've been the five straight postseason appearance. Coach Russell Turner is the Big West Coach of the Year for 2017. Deservingly so. Congrats to Coach Russell Turner on that. Luke Nelson is the Big West Conference Player of the Year. How about that? Yeah, I mean, very much it's deserved for sure. He had an unbelievable season. But you know what? It's really tough when this UCI team has to come out and play Davis twice in a row. It's really tough because when you play someone twice in a row, you understand what they're going to do on offense, and you understand, like, what they're kind of about. And to lose by 30, like, you know that they were kind of going into this game. Like, they we certainly want a little made bit their of adjustments. Revenge. And they, it's not like they were, we were playing a bad defensive team by any means. Like, that, that would be a definite stretch. UC Davis is definitely the, the best defensive team, if not second best behind UCI. And I think it was a grinded-out game, what UC Davis wanted. And it and on and it went over to them, and they lost by one bucket. They I lost mean, it was anyone's three. game at that point. But I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't say it, it, we lost by one bucket. I think it was a summation of the game for UCI was they did not make shots in the first half, and they did not make shots in the second half. And it hurts too, you know. Uh, just like what Tom was saying earlier this morning, you know, Jonathan Galloway had three layups that he missed. And it's just hard when you miss those types of shots. And I, and I get it. It's probably the nerves more so than anything else. And it's just a part of being young, you know, being in that situation. And But with that said, they gave a valiant effort. And I tell you what, they're sitting nice in the NIT. And I tell you, I like their chances of taking on Illinois State. This is this could be a, a nice road trip because I think they have to play at Illinois State. Do I'm they not really? sure how, Yes, they have to go I'm to Illinois. I'm not sure how that works, but. 
They're at Illinois State. I actually printed a bracket of the NIT. Oh, look! I know I'm old school. Matt's got the nice laptop, you know, all high tech, and I'm old school here. But I I just like having a little printout too. I, of course, I got a computer. Isn't that kind of how this goes on this show? You know, absolutely. But yeah, they got Illinois State, you know, and then they'll take on the winner of uh, Colorado and uh, University Central Florida. Okay, so that's kind of the bracket they're in. Colorado's a pretty good team, so. We'll see how that works out. Um, if they have to still beat, let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, no, no. It's, you, you take it one game at a time, but still, the NIT was the big tournament at one point. Yeah, now one the NCAA. Point. But still, it's, you're in the tournament. You're in the postseason play. You have an opportunity to do something. So you're not going to have to play three games in a row like you did this last week. That's really hard to do. It is. You know, it is but... Playing a high-level competition. But you know what? They responded really well. Came up just a little short at the end. But you, you really can't, just can't make excuses. They didn't execute. I mean, you can blame Rasp, but it's. I mean, UC Davis oh, had to do the excuses. same thing. I mean, Both teams, yes. The, it, just, it comes down to who made their shots. And uh, Dima Coppola's three for eight, but he made four for four on free throws. So you can kind of wash. Workout or Worku <laughs> was 0 for 4. Yasao Worku. Yasao Worku, who we were – He's a very talented freshman. So let's just not get, you know, too caught up with this game because the future looks bright for UCI. Right. It's kind of like have short-term memory. This game's over. This is where you're at. You're in the NIT. You have an opportunity, you know, in this tournament to do some damage. And you know what? You could take the pain from that loss and just take it to Illinois State tomorrow night and get that W. And then, you know, and then it goes on. And the thing is, you won't have to worry about playing three games in a row. You go one game, have a day off, maybe play another game. Or I'm not sure how the NIT, I think they just do one round this week and they just kind of tail behind the NCAA um, because there's only 32 teams in the NIT tournament. But with that said, I just want to congrats to the UCI men's basketball team for making it to the postseason for five straight years. I think that's a great feat. And these three seniors are going to leave out, have having gone to the postseason all four years they were on the team. That's impressive. Yeah, that is impressive in itself. And J.R. Um, Martin also made it a Big West Conference first uh, first team. So uh, that's pretty good, too. So, that's good, too, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it was an unbelievable season. And it, it kinda, it's, it's not very fun the way that they ended. You know, you want to end with the big championship. but Well, they did win the Big West, so they, they did, did end it on a high note. It just, you know, the, the tournament standings. came up a little bit short, yeah. and it, you know, it happens, like you said. But um, something crazy always happens in those tournaments. I'm, I'm I, telling you. I'm telling you. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I tell you what, UCI, and I, they're, they're going to be a tough team to be reckoned with. They, they you know, because the thing is, when you face other teams that you're unfamiliar with, that's why there's this magic can be made. You know, you just don't know who's going to win, who's going to do this, because you don't know much about this team. You don't know much about UCI. I think, oh, okay, they're just they're the lowest seed. We can take them down. No, it ain't going to be that easy. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. They have to come out and shoot the ball well. That's well, my kind of – I mean, they're at time, it's been kind of the summation of their entire season. When they come out, they play really good defense. We know this. Yes. But when they come out and they don't shoot the ball well, which they did go through a stretch where they lost, I think it was three games this season, yep. and they they did not shoot the ball well at all in any of the games. They were all in the 30%. You don't want to be in the 30%. The 40 to 50 range will win you basketball games in the Big West. And, like, if you want to shoot 
30 percent you're gonna have to play better defensively and you're gonna have to out rebound them which they didn't they tied in rebounds so you look at all the stats that that they needed to win and they they just didn't it was too even between the teams and then unfortunately you have the end of the game kind of thing and you're down by three and uh, an unbelievable shot they were down by six to begin oh, I with i saw that jerry martin Jar- hit that three yeah, and that was oh. big for them that yeah. was big for them I think it was it was it. I thought it was Luke Nelson that hit the three. Jaron Martin was it? Yeah. Okay. I my memory is getting fuzzy. But anyways, that was I think a clutch. That shot. That was a very clutch shot. Hand in his face and everything. His falling face. back three pointer. That was un- unbelievable. No, was it? Was it not Jaron Martin? It was Luke Nelson. It was Lu- okay. yeah, because Luke Nelson was the one that was having the great game. Yeah. And, oh, you and, know what it was on the very last play. The ball was passed to Jaron Martin and kind of and it slipped out of his hands and went out of bounds. Okay, that's where I got mixed up on yeah, this. My and, apologies. And, and it, there was one point in the game where. Um, I think it, it was Lamar, Lemar, double zero on UC Davis. He had the ball, and he's being guarded by Luke Nelson. It's the two seniors just staring at each other, and then they're talking back and forth. I thought that was great to see because he was leading his team. And, he, you know, that's the kind of guy that if you're an NBA scout and you're looking for someone that is a, a good competitive guard, that's probably – I don't think he's going to get drafted, but I think he could sign onto a D-League team. Like, that is a very real possibility for him. And if you're an NBA scout and you look at that game, don't look at the entire season. Look at how he played in the big games, and he did an amazing job. So he needs to kind of continue this path, and NBA people need to realize that this guy can play ball. And then also, too, the freshman, you know, looking up to Luke Nelson and Jaron Martin and uh, Giannis Dimacopoulos in their leadership. You can learn from them as well. So and the torch will be passed on, but moving on. The buck moves on. The buck moves on because I know you're so excited. I've, about I've been NCAA waiting. I've been tournament. waiting so long. I've been waiting so many hard-fought months. Ever since we did this show, we're Ever like, since, now, our like, first NCAA tournament. So let's get to it. I'm so excited. What's I, on the docket, Matt? Lead us here. Well, first off, I just want to say I am I am not bad at brackets. Like I know it's all luck. You need to like go pick a four-leaf clover out of the ground and like all these pots. But there, I mean, there is a formula to this. There's a, a certain formula. I'm not saying that you'll get them all right, but there's this formula to you know win bracket pools, and it's called finding a you know a penny on the ground heads up because <laughs> honestly people are like oh you need to look at the rpi and the strength of schedule yeah yeah that helps and people are going to be like oh you need to kind of look at the number three seeds against the uh number 14 seeds because historically they beat them I'm like no it's it goes off of individual brackets per year and there are certain teams that are going to be really good in it and there's certain teams that have been very underranked and there's a lot of that in this bracket. And I think, you know, if you look at the who the dark horses are, and I said this earlier in the the year that we had, Iowa State. I was very high on Iowa State before anyone else was kind of on them. And it, it was DeAndre Burton. He was an unbelievable athlete. And if you look at that, I know the, the popular pick amongst the analysts is to pick Nevada because Nevada comes from their coaches of ex-NBA player, and they got all these transfers. And... They look like a good team, but Iowa State is a very, very good team. And they if you put them against, you know, someone in their bracket, like they're gonna have to go through either Creighton or Oregon, which that's gonna be a tough game for them. And then you're gonna if you go on to move from that, you're gonna have to go through either Louisville or you gotta go through that tough Michigan team who has been hot towards the end. So I think Iowa State is my dark horse team. I know who you're gonna pick your dark horse team is. 
And I'm and what I mean by dark horse is the one that that no, not many people are gonna pick. Because that, that's what you need. Well, who do you think brackets. I'm gonna pick? Cincinnati. Well, it's gonna be a tough the one Bearcats. because let's say they'll probably w- win their first round. But here's but the thing: this is who here's they gotta the play in the second round. They gotta take on UCLA. That's gonna be a game right there. You but, know. I mean, you have an ankle injury with TJ Leaf, which we we're not like injuries play into this too. Like I'm not I'm not trying to. There's a whole bunch of different factors, and there's too many factors to be like, all right, there's one clear cut winner. No, it's too hard to pick. Um, but I think Cincinnati is one of those teams that could beat UCLA because be I mean beating they can, UCLA they they is great it takes great defense and it takes them to shut down UCLA's offense because UCLA's defense is not as good as people think it is in my opinion, and I think that they they had a tough time playing teams like Oregon and U of A. Like this year, they did. They had tough times, but even though they split one and one with both teams, which shows that they are a good team. But I don't think that they're gonna. You know, they're not like a tournament built team. Like I think that they come in with some injuries, and if they get through, like, I'm hats off to them. Like I'll, I'll admit that I'm wrong. It's too tough to pick. I think Cincinnati could beat them. No, they can. That'll be. That's what I'm saying. There's so many great matchups. Even when, when teams get out of the first round, then it starts getting interesting. You know, you, then you'll have Cincinnati going up against UCLA potentially, and then if they make it to the Sweet 16, then they'll have to face Kentucky. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. that's a good that's a good battle there too. But actually, my dark horse team uh, is West Virginia. West Virginia, they what, have had a the good bracket year, that yeah. they're in. You know, and I mean, you could even say Xavier. I mean, they got a really really low oh. seed. Well. I mean, I think Xavier got a pretty low seed as well, but they they're hampered with injuries. They they lost their best player yes. very early. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how they do. I kind of like the Xavier pick. Uh, I think Maryland's been kind of struggling uh, a little bit. Yeah, but, that's what that's what I'm saying. You know, West Virginia, you get some momentum, and you know anything can happen. Anything can happen in these things, you know. I and mean, we've had. I mean, it's very rare, but we've had like a 15 seed upset a, a two seed before. And yeah. you know what? Let's let's not sleep on who Kentucky has to play. Like, let's not sleep on Wichita State. They got very underranked. They got well, ve- extremely underranked. They should not have been a 10 seed. I think that the well, selection Kentucky's committee got it wrong. Northern Kentucky. No, and in then the they, first, in and a, then if Wichita plays Dayton, so the winner you of think that Wichita's game. Wichita is going to take out. I think Dayton. Day- yeah, I don't think Dayton is. You know, their tournament showing was awful. They lost to Davison. I mean, they've played good conference. They have a right. great RPI. They have an amazing RPI. They mainly because you have another team in the tournament that's Rhode Island in the Atlantic 10. And uh, it, that's kind of – it's tough for Dayton, you know. I think they're a good team. Archie Miller coaches them. Amazing coach. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that they can't beat it, but I think Wichita State is underrated this year. And if they beat, I think they could beat Kentucky because they're one of those teams that Kentucky's going to have problems with. Like, there's no doubt about it. It will be a close game. Do I think that they might pull it out? Yeah. Do I think Kentucky is unreal and has so many athletes that not many teams can play with them? You betcha. So we'll see how that works out. But I think Wichita State is a team that they're probably going to sleep on a little bit, and it's going to be tough for them because they're one of those teams that you can't take lightly. I'll tell you another team, too, that doesn't turn the ball over hardly ever, and they run a really good offense, is Notre Dame. Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. They they have a tough matchup, though. You know? They do have a tough matchup. I mean, Princeton is not an easy team to even just get out of the first round because Princeton plays tough. And Princeton, historically, being like the underdog, has – like they're – kind of whole mantra is brain over brawn which you know the smart takes from the strong which is a very good way of uh of looking at how you want to be an underdog 
because if you make smart plays and you don't do too much, because that's what some of these athletic teams do, they try to do too much, and it it kind of it hurts them at times. So I think that's a tough game. I mean, I think the 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 biggest Cinderella story could be uh, Middle Tennessee. Really. I think the biggest Cinderella, because there's always one of those teams, and they did great last year, and they kept all the people that are coming back this year. And that's good. You got that nice camaraderie, that good chemistry. They got to go through Butler, which Butler is a very good team. Yeah, they're tough. And I, But the way that they score points, like they have won games by big margins, and they have won games by close margins, and they have had a great season, and they have a very good RPI for a team that's not in the major conference. So – you got to look at Middle Tennessee State, which I, I mean, like I'm no, I, I'm good at like these bracket things because I watch a lot of college basketball, but I don't know very much. There's, there's not much you can like say before the tournament starts. You know what I'm saying? Like right. before we see these teams, like I've done all this research. I spent on my laptop until the wee hours in the morning looking up this kind of stuff because I, I, I like it. It's, it I and enjoy then you start it, watching the games on Thursday and you're like, gosh, first hour in, my bracket's already busted. <laughs> <It's done>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hope not. Um, but I, I think I just I, saw something on here too. I'm really liking Middle T- Tennessee State. No, that's good. Your your team, Arizona. Oh, you know. I, yeah, yeah. Can't talk about that Just for a little bit. Spitball, real quick. They'll most likely they got a they got a t- you know a tough road to get there to Not get really. to the final four. I but think they've if got this the team easiest. makes it to the final four. Do you know where it's being played? Yeah, it's being played in Glendale. In exactly, the, in the that's almost stadium. like home turf right there. Yeah, and you know what? I would love it that we're in Gonzaga's conference, and you know, it, oh and yeah. I so the way that I kind of look at it is they have the second hardest RPI, which RPI means strength of schedule. Right. So it's the the teams that you play over the course of the season. And you look at their RPI in the very beginning of the year, they had a very tough test. And they had to do it without Alonzo Trier, who's one of their best players this year. No doubt about it. As soon as he got back, it's a different team. And you look at this kind of – you look at the beginning of the season, you're like, uh. And then you factor in the fact that they didn't have Alonzo Trier, and then you see how they played towards the end. And you have to look at Arizona as the complete project. And I understand that. And that's the – the reason why they didn't get the one seed is because the beginning of the season they struggled against teams like Butler and they struggled against teams like Gonzaga, but without one of their best players. So, But they're healthy now. They're healthy now, and this yeah. is why I like Arizona is because the bracket that they play in, they play in the Gonzaga bracket. I mean, you're, you're going to have a tough game against Florida State if they get out. Like, I'm assuming that they get out and they get past, you know, North Dakota, and then they get out and they get past either VCU or St. Mary's. Which are both good teams. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not diminishing them. They could very well beat anyone. Can beat anyone on a given night. But if you look at what the talent that they have, and moving forward, I think Arizona is a definite team that can make a Final Four. And the first one in, well, I know in, they're your Final Four pick. They're my Final Four pick, and I would even put them. I think you know they'll play Villanova. That's who I have. Um, but it, this is uh, you. It's very. I mean, you could very, very well tough. say it could be Kansas, Villanova, Arizona. You know, make it all to the Final Four. But uh, well, I, I don't think Kansas gets in. I don't think you know. I they do have a they have a tough. They bracket, got a they really got tough bracket. They got, they got to go. You know, they have to play the winner of Michigan State, Miami, which those teams could. They have very uh, well beat. Balling. Yeah, Miami is doing a great job. I mean, the ACC definitely got a few teams in here that. We're very, very good. And Michigan State, let's, let's not forget, you know, Tom Izzo, even though last year he, he had a, a terrible performance and they bounced out early. And um, so 
when you look at their kind of bracket, it's definitely tough for them because they also have to play Louisville. They got Louisville as the number two seed, which, you know, they're deservingly as anyone to be a number one seed. Like, there's a lot of teams that could be a number one seed in any other year, but this year they just not. You know, there's a lot of really good teams within the one and two. There's not much of a right. disparity between one and two. It's just so hard to tackle this entire bracket because we're just about out of time here. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry. Next week, we're going to get even better because when it gets to Sweet 16, then we'll really break down those matchups even much more better. This but is just the preview, you know? This you is got, a preview. You, you so enjoy preview. this weekend. But, Matt, can you give us a duck update? Ooh, I'd love to give you it's a duck Matt's update. Matt's weekly duck update. I'd love to. I think that they have been doing actually a pretty good job. We're getting down towards the end of the season, and, you know, they've been winning in the month of March, which is the good news. I mean, right now they've only stand with two losses and four wins. Bernier has been the goaltender this year, which at the beginning of the year no one was really thinking. They were thinking Gibson. So Bernier has come through strong. You got good appearances from Raquel and Getzloff and the – and they got back Anton Vermette. Don't slash another ref, man. We can't have you <laughs> miss another ten no, games. No, 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 that was only fifteen remaining. So we'll see how they get, how it kind of ends up. We're starting to get to crunch time in the NHL, and you know that's when the best playoffs start. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, oh, what the heck is that? Well, we got Kenny Jones back in. He'll be right up with news and views. So stay tuned for Kenny Jones. And uh, fill out your brackets. Fill out your brackets. Blog us. Please blog us at blog.sportsmattersradio.com. Again, <laughs> blog.sportsmattersradio.com. Wow. Not dot .com. Dot <laughs> <laughs> gong? Like, you know, you ringing it? Blog.sportsmattersradio.com. There we go. But stay tuned for Kenny Jones. And uh, Matt and I just want to say that all sports matters. It does. Enjoy the rest of your drive. Ain't for no talking Since my baby left me Just a sin and a rockin' 